What's up, dirties? Uh, this episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Yes, the Anchor app. The reason how and why I am able to do a podcast. Uh, a very, very easy way to do a podcast through their app. Very simple interface. Easy editing. Just super simple. Uh, there's no way I could do a podcast without the Anchor app because I'm a dumb tart. So um, go to anchor.fm, get started today. It is a very easy way. It uploads it to all the the the, the podcast servers, all the, the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google. Anywhere that you get a podcast, it'll upload it to those entities. And you can be out there in the world yip-yapping about whatever it is you want to yip-yap about. And it's really cool. So, um, and also you can make, you can make money. You can make money off the podcast. Uh, ad revenue. Ad revenue is at your fingertips if you decide to go that route. So, um, go to anchor.fm. Get started today on a podcast thing. I also music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast. I do not have the rights to. Okay? I don't own the rights to music heard here on the podcast. So don't sue me because it ain't going to do you any good. Okay? Just stop it. Stop it with all that nonsense. All right? Let's do the show. How about that? It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, burritos. Right off the bat, I want to apologize for um, last week and me trying to... Uh, how am I... Every week I'm starting with an apology. What, what, who am I? Who am I apologizing for anything? But I do want to apologize to uh, people that make hip-hop music in the modern era because I thought I was going to like just bust something out off the top of my head because it sounds so cheesy and easy what they do. And I think I fell pretty short. At the time, I felt like it was like not that short. But I realize now that it was very short of what is on the radio and stuff these days. And it made me realize that um, even though I did at a time uh, 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 run in circles that were in hip hopness, and there was a time where I was sort of doing a thing that would that that that, that ran kind of in the hip hop thing, and I was I knew what was going on, and I was I was on top of stuff, and now I just don't, and I realized I should stick to what I know. And I should stick to shit like this. Oh my god! I mean, is there anything better than that? No, no, no! Oh my god. The mighty... Mighty neurosis, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. 
I mean, is there a better band? I mean, is there a better band that does heavy music? I don't think there is. Oh, I love these fuck. I love this fucking band. This band is so. Have I have I ever here on the podcast? I think I did. I think I did go on about um, my love for this band and just how fucking just oh, they're just so amazing. Uh, did I go on about um, like uh, the first time I saw them? So this is my favorite band, this band Neurosis. Okay, they're a band. They're from here. They're from Oakland. When I say here, I'm in the Bay Area, in case you don't re- remember. Uh, and maybe you're new to the podcast and you don't know that um, who I am. My name is Sean Boyles. This is the Sean Boyles Podcast. Uh, I talk about shit that's going on in my life. I'm a musician. I'm a comedian. Uh, some would call me a hair farmer because I got fucking hair grown down to my fucking ass crack and beyond. Um, I love burritos. Uh, I played the drums. I've been playing for a long time. What the fuck, dude? Stop doing. See, you can't. T- these iPads, you know, when you're think, when you're. This is what. This is the problem I have with touch screens. Okay, I am a large human, and when I mean a large human, I mean I mean I'm fat. I'm not like fucking over six feet. I'm barely fucking five eight. But um, I'm fat. And I, my body temperature runs hot, so when my hand gets near a touchscreen, sometimes things get pressed that I don't want pressed. And that was the case with that. Anyway, what I was trying to get at before I went a whole fucking uh, another... Oh, my God. This is what happens when you drink too much tea right before you go on. That caffeine. There's a lot of caffeine in tea, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> and I've been coughing... I've been coughing. I know you can't cough. You can't cough at this time, right? In the pandemic, in in the in the in the Rona Chronicles, uh, that's like you can't um, you can't cough. You can't have a cough. But I have a weird tickle in my throat, and I've had it for about you know. Uh, I think last week I was a little snotty, right? I had some snotties. I was a little congested in the in the nasals, and that's kind of moved down to my chesticles. Not my tits, but my, like, I don't know. I just, it feels a little congested. It just feels like a little tickle in the throat. I don't think it's the Rona, so don't fucking get all worried, but a little coughing. I'm getting coughing lately. Anyway, as I drink more tea. Um. So, yeah, uh, years ago, hey, let me just tell you, let me just fucking give you an example of how fucking amazing this band Neurosis is, all right? These guys are just fucking. Ugh. I mean, it's just so good. good anyway oh i love i fucking love these guys i absolutely love this band i can't i so what i wanted to get into was um 
you know what? And I'm going to get into it as I, I'm going to play this. Let's, let's do this. A little background music. It's not playing. Play. Oh, <laughs> it won't play when you got it all the way turned down, you dipshit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, let's just have this on in the background. This is a long-ass intro. I might be able to get through the story. Um, back when uh, we were doing the band Lickasto, L-I-C-A-S-T-O, Lickasto, um, my guitar player, Mikey Trelor, uh, a huge fan of this band. And for a long time, when we first started playing together, he was trying to push these guys on me. And like, it, for whatever reason, it just didn't, it just didn't set in. It didn't click for me what these guys were doing. I didn't understand what these guys were doing. Uh, it was beyond me. You know, he kept telling me how heavy they were, and I just I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't hearing what he was hearing. Um, and then one um, one Sunday, I believe, we were uh, we were in San Jose. We were at the uh, we were at Sofa Fest in San Jose. Uh, Sofa Fest, uh, uh, a street festival, music, multiple stages, all the clubs there have bands playing. It's a good time. And uh we're there. We've been there all day, so we're a little sun fried, uh, you know. But we're having a good time checking out bands. The sun's—it's uh, uh, kind of going down. It's starting to get dark, uh, but still, you know, that early evening. And Mikey stops and goes, "Dude, Neurosis is playing tonight at Gilman." And I was like, "Okay, we should go. You gotta see him." And I'm like, "All right, let's go check out fucking Neurosis at Gilman." Right now, again, I hadn't fucking really grasped what they were doing but I was willing to go see him live because here you know a guy that I respect his opinion and uh, and you know we're playing together you know I want to check out what the hell he's talking about with these guys right so uh, we get to Gilman we fucking run from I mean we just blow up 880 from San Jose get all the way up uh, into, uh, into Berkeley and we get to Gilman right uh, they hadn't started playing yet, okay? But they were about to. They were on the stage. We get inside, and they're all on the stage. And then just, there's just a goofy, eerie, just noise sort of happening, right, as they're about to play. And, um, I, you know, I can already tell that these dudes are intense because, like, one of the dudes is, like, taking these big, big, heaving, deep breaths as he's uh, getting ready to, uh, as they're getting ready to start to play. Another guy's fucking eyes are rolled back in his head and he's just kind of rocking back and forth. And it's just fucking intense just how it's even starting. And uh, once they actually started playing a song, it was just... I, I can't describe the feeling that I had when these guys started playing. It just it hit me like a fucking freight train. The intensity in which they played, the um, the uh, the 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 sort of energy that was going around this this, this I I've never been to a show and 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 felt uh, I've never felt this before ever at a show. It was so intense that I actually felt fear. There was fear. I was I was actually scared 
from what I was witnessing, the screen and what it was doing, um, the, the the primal just sort of cavemanness of the whole thing. It was just it it just it it. it it just, I got scared there for a minute. I, I thought something was going to happen, you know. Um, they played maybe, I don't know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And when they got done, one of the guitar players, like, put his fucking guitar on the ground and let it just feed back. And he just laid there on his back on the stage, just taking these big, huge breaths. You could see his chest, like, just rising up and falling down as he was breathing huge huge breaths um, just exhausted you know what I mean from the show and I was just like okay I fucking get it you know what I mean like they're just fucking a phenomenal phenomenal band and then from then on they became my fucking favorite favorite heavy band Neurosis um, they are the best band as far as I'm concerned they are the fucking best uh, I mean, I'm sure it could be debated that, you know, there's heavier bands out there or whatever, but I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I dare you to, uh, show me a band that is heavier than the mighty, mighty neurosis hats off to you guys, sir. And I'm very fortunate that they actually rent the studio space next to mine at the space I rent in Oakland. They're the band and they're at. just so happened to be next to next to me so uh anyway hats off to those guys um i um i did a job this week that i finished uh i finished a job on sunday and um been working there for i think it was about a six five six day long job an exterior painting painting this exterior in this house running around you know as you're painting a house you're running around a fucking house all day long you know what i mean you're doing this thing over here and you got to take care of this over here and oh i gotta i gotta get up here with the ladder and i gotta do this and you know i'm just running around this place right single story house pretty easy real simple no big deal uh the last day i was there uh, doing the touch-ups, getting everything tight, 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 putting all the garbage away, getting all my tools together, getting stuff back in the van. Um, I, I don't know what made me look over there, but there was a flag in the backyard and it was like on the fence. There was like a small little, um, it wasn't even like it was, um, on a, it wasn't like on a staff or like a little flagpole or anything. It was just a flag that like, it looked like maybe, uh, you know, the, the two top corners were pinned to the fence uh, and one of the pins had fallen down or hooks or whatever it was. And so I just, but I just never noticed it. But I finally looked over there and I noticed, you know, and it was this weird sort of mix of flags. It was like, it had the um it had the don't tread on me snake thing in the middle of the flag in the upper right hand corner it had the stars from the you know the stars and stripes right and it had some of the stripes but cutting off at a diagonal was the 
stars and stripes uh, that make up the Confederate flag. So, like, the top left corner was the the stars and stripes flag, and the bottom left through the middle was the Confederate flag, and then in the middle, the don't tread on me snaky thing. Um... I didn't know what to think when I saw that. I didn't know what to think of that flag. I didn't know what to think that flag stood for. Um, If it had the Confederate flag, I mean, that's... It's a bad look, right? Um, It was the last day I was there. They'd already paid me. Um... What am I to do to, to to give their money back or or I don't you know ruin their house that I just painted? I mean, what like as a person that gets hired to do stuff, what what does it say? Well, I mean, obviously, I didn't know if I would have noticed it before when I did the run through the house the first time to give them the estimate, and I saw that flag. Would I say, hey, I don't want to do this job? Like, do you not do a job if you don't believe in what, you know, like, so I provide a service. You know, people ask me to come to their place and paint their places. If I find out you're into some shit that I ain't into, is it a bad look for me that I do the job anyway? Or do I do the job anyway and, you know, I refuse the right to, you know, I don't know, like, I... I, I was really conflicted. I felt like I felt like I should say something, but then I was like, "No, nah, I shouldn't say anything," you know. But I was really curious to be like, "Hey, what what's up with that flag you guys got back there?" You know, like I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been in houses where, and we painted an interior of a house that when we went in the master bedroom, the on either side of the of the of the of the bed on each nightstand was a big, big, when I say big, I mean like a liter's worth of fluids in a, in a, in a squirt top, you know, pump top, uh, a thing called gun oil. Uh, gun oil is a lube for intercourse, a lube, a big quart size pump top on either side of the bed because the gentlemen that lived there were homosexual. I don't have anything against that, but it was shocking to see. But then again, I'm inside somebody's place, you know, doing a thing. You know, if I was like super anti that, would I be like, I'm not baiting your house because you guys fuck each other in the ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter. If these people are red in the neck and have some views that don't agree with mine, do I not do the job or do I do the job and just sort of, hey, you know, I don't care what you into. I'm going to fucking paint your house whatever f- color that you want. You know what I mean? I mean, I should have known when they wanted me to paint a swastika on the garage door. No, I'm kidding. I did not paint a swastika on the garage door. They didn't have a garage. They had a carport. Anyway, I'm just saying it. It just it it made me 
it made me pause, I guess. It made me think about, you know, what's the right thing to do here. And I guess the right thing to do is fucking do the job anyway and get the fuck out of there. And hopefully they don't call me back to do anything, you know. But now that I know that, again, do I say, I'm too busy. I can't do your thing. Speaking of being busy, I fucked up. I'm double booked. The end of this month, I've told two different people that I would do their shit and and I can't. I got to fucking fix that. I should have did that today. Uh, speaking of fixing stuff, um, more, um, more people or entities trying to right wrongs. Um, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes decided to pull Pepe Le Pew, my little flower. The uh, skunk that, um, when he saw a cat that accidentally got some paint on its back and he thought the cat was a skunk and he tried to get his little Le Pew in there. Um, <laughs> I saw a bunch of people saying that, you know, yeah, that's good. I'm good. I'm glad they're getting rid of that rapey, uh, rapey, stupid skunk. And all. You know, I just saw a lot of goofy stuff on the social media and I was like, hey, I don't know. I don't know what Looney Tunes you guys been watching, but I never seen Pepe Le Pew rape anybody. That's some wild shit. I never saw that on a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, and I, and again, it's a small handful of people that get loud online, and these you know corporations get wind of it and they're like, oh shit, people are talking about it. We should we should do something. And, um, and they pull, you know, like what, like what Dr. Seuss did, you know what I mean? Those folks, you know, went through their books and decided that there was some stuff happening in some of their books that could get misconstrived or misconstrued or, or, um, uh, mis, uh, uh, misinterpreted or thought that what they were trying to do wasn't what they were trying to say. I don't know. It just, um, I get it. Like. I, I made the post. I literally said, hey, I don't know what Looney Tunes you guys were watching, but I never saw him rape anybody, you know. And uh, and then there was, you know, some discussion. Of, oh, they're taking away my childhood and all this, you know, stuff and people in an uproar about, you know, you know, cancel, cancel, cancel culture and all that shit. Um, and then somebody made a post, uh, uh, Drew Harmon, who's a uh, comic. Uh, uh, he made a post. I think, was it Drew Harmon? I forgot who it was. Basically, he made a post saying, "Hey, you know, this is you know, you know, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes are are deciting to take these characters out. You know, Pepe Le Pew and uh, Speedy Gonzalez, um, saying that you know it's misrepresenting, you know, maybe racial or you know, rapey, whatever you want to call it. You know, and uh, he made a good point. And then once he said this, I didn't think about this. You know." Uh, Looney Tunes has done this in the past. They have taken stuff down. I mean, in during the, you know, during World War II, they made a bunch of propaganda cartoons, and uh, Bugs Bunny was fucking doing the Heil Hitlers and shit, and or the Sea Heil or whatever the fuck it's called, and he's running around with a little mustache, and he's you know, uh, you know, and they had some you know Japanese. Uh, terrible <laughs> stereo uh typing type um you know 
buck teeth and slanty eye kind of thing happening. So, you know, they just had, you know, they did some terrible shit during World War II and they pulled those cartoons from being seen to anybody. I guess they're up on YouTube if you do, do a, a, uh, a deep dive. I think you can find them or whatever. But, you know, so they have a history of pulling stuff out of their uh, of their library that is out of favor. You know what I mean? That shit was, you know, having some propaganda-esque cartoons during that time was uh, run-of-the-mill. That was what was going on. It was okay. Nobody was going to complain about that. Uh, But over time, they're like, hey, you know what? This shit's pretty whack. We should get, you know, we should take this out. Um, And uh, so I, I... I actually respect them for sort of having that sort of foresight, you know what I mean? Being like, hey, you know what? This character might get looked at as, you know, a certain way. Maybe we should pull it out. You know, hey, you know what? Maybe Porky Pig stuttering is uh, not cool for people who stutter. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not necessarily, you know, we're kind of making fun of that right now. You know what I mean? Although people, I mean, I'm sorry, but stuttering is... Stuttering's kind of funny. It's just I'm. It's ah, I know it's terrible. It's terrible. My best friend stutters. One of my best friends, James Miller, the guy who wrote the fucking theme song for the for the Sean Boyle's podcast. That motherfucker stutters, and I laugh every fucking time. It's just you know, I mean Howard Stern had stuttering John, even though it was fake. His stutter, um, he says it's not fake, but god damn that shit was fake. I don't get he, that shit's fake. Big, big fucking debate whether his stutter is fake or not. Um, he was the fuck. He was reading. He was the guy reading for uh, Jay Leno for a while. Didn't stutter during those reads. I don't know, man. I definitely think that he poured on that stutter uh, for comedic effect. And then uh, Nina G. Nina G's a local comic here. Uh, she's wrote wrote a book, in fact. And, um, you know, she legit stutters, but, you know, she doesn't stutter for effect, but she does, and I don't know if she'll deny it or what, but it does definitely seems like she knows what words she has trouble, uh, that she has troubles with, and she'll use those kind of words for a punchline, and it does make it funnier. So she definitely uses her stutter to her advantage, which, you know, Good for her. Fucking do your shit. You know, it's all good, but, you know, I'm not going to sit there and do that thing with the hand like, come on, come on, spit it out. I'll never do that. But at the same time, I'm going to giggle because it's it's funny. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, Asian people not being able to pronounce R's, you know, on fucking to- uh, a Christmas story. That's just fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. It happens. They do that. I'm so you know. My wife. She they they don't have L's. They're they see a L, they pronounce it with an R. And when they see an R, they kind of hit a hard R with like with with a little bit of a, a, a consonant, like a D. Speaking of Japan. Man, I'm gonna segue king to fuck tonight. Huh? I'm just segue into the next segue into the next segue. 
Like a fucking, like I planned it. I don't plan shit. Uh, speaking of Japan, I uh, binge watched a, a series called The Age of Samurai Battle for Japan. Um, it's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor if you are into history at all. A very, very cool documentary on a, um, a sort of a hundred a hundred year or to a hundred and fifty year span in which um Japan was trying to uh unify um in fifteen where does it start? I think it starts in like fifteen sixty five or fifteen sixty eight or some shit like that is when they start um talking about what's going on there and uh Basically, at that time, it's uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of local warlords in each little corner of Japan are sort of running a fucking little area, and they're warring with each other constantly. And one guy taking over another guy for a spell, and another guy takes him over, and you know. But it's all this small shit, you know. And then uh, one cat decides, you know what? I'm gonna get a big fucking army. And I'm going to start taking shit over. And I'm going to unify this bitch. And uh, that's uh, no, 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 no. This is the problem with Japanese. I can't fucking remember anybody's name. God damn it. Numaga? Numaga? Fuck, what's his name? Anyway. I forget the guy's name. The first guy that started, and he's brutal. He's fucking killing people, killing babies. He's just fucking ruthless. Ruthless. Uh, but it gets people thinking about, hey, you know, maybe we should unify this whole fucking thing. You know, maybe we should stop fighting each other and uh, get together and, and, and be one one nation. And then we can go over to Asia and start fucking kicking their ass and try to take them over. <laughs> Which is basically what ends up happening. But, uh, once it's you, so one guy fucking, he finally gets taken out by another dude who had the same idea of unifying everything. And then he goes and, you know, only about half was unified. And then it kind of gets back down to like a third and then it gets back up to, you know, almost all of it. And then, you know, switches hands a couple of times. But, you know, once they, once the idea got sparked, Hey, let's unify this thing. You know, people are like, hey, I could be the ruler of this whole fucking joint, you know. And um, and it took a while, but it finally happened. And once there was peace and everybody was on the same page, then they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go to China and fuck them up, you know. And so they thought they were going to take over China. But in, order, but in order to take over China, they had to go through Korea. And Korea's like, nah, you can't go through here. You know, they went over there and they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, they had to send a guy. Hey, you know, uh, can we go come through your your your? Can we come through your house to get to their house? Uh, and and Korea's like, no, you can't. And so they're like, well, fuck you. We're gonna start bitch slapping you up and down. And so they go and try to beat the shit at Korea, and then Korea's not having it. Korea's actually kicking their ass, you know, for a little bit. So anyway. A brilliant, brilliant documentary. Do yourself a favor and check that out if you haven't. Uh, the Age of Samurai Battle for Japan. Uh, very cool, very cool documentary. 
I think it's six parts or whatever. And I'm all excited about it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm watching it by myself and, and, and the wife is, is, you know, doing the thing. She's really hooked on this clubhouse shit. She spends a lot of time, you know, she ain't really got shit to do. You know what I mean? She can do, she does her little sewing thing once in a while or whatever. Uh, but she's, you know, talking to people. She's, you know, now she's actually got some friends on these things. You know what I mean? She's like got her own, I guess she's got her own little room and the people come into her room and she talks, you know, and they talk or whatever. But uh, I still don't really know. Like, I guess you have to be invited to be on Clubhouse. Like, she told me, she's like, oh, if you want to join, I'll send you an invite. I'm like, I don't, I see what you're doing and how it's taking up so much of your time. I don't have that time to do that. You know what I mean? You know, so, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's keeping her occupied. She seems to be happy with it. I'm not going to complain. But at the same time, you know what I mean? She's like, she'll come out here in the, into the workshop, you know, the workshop where I do the podcast from. The podcast studio, as you will, but she'll come out here and, and sit out here in a little uh, lounge chair and um, and smoke weed and talk with her friends on the uh, clubhouse or whatever. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I was excited about the Age of Samurai documentary, and I, I start telling her, I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude, and he did this, and she's like, oh, yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and he did that. Oh, yeah, and that other guy. He yeah, he ended up killing that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, this is this is J- Japanese history. And and if you <laughs> you know this because you lived in Japan, and I'm all ex- I'm telling her shit she already knows. You know what I mean? It's like you know, it's just it's like telling a scientist, you know how molecules work. They kind of did that, you know. And, and I felt totally, totally dumb. Um, you know, telling her what happened with this stuff and, and, you know, how cool I thought it was. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> I was, see, <laughs> basically she shut me down and I, I, I stopped being excited about it because I, I realized, you know, how silly it was to tell her all about it when, you know, she knows it, you know, she, oh yeah, that guy, yeah, you know. Um, did they tell you the part? Did they say the part about this? Like, oh yeah, did that dude did the thing? And you know, again, I can't remember anybody's fucking name in the thing. Um, Nobunaga, Nobunaga, Nobunaga was the guy that was fucking nuts at the very. He's the one that started the got the ball going. Nobunaga. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I am eating terribly oh my god i'm fucking just i can't stop i got a pro i can't stop it's fast food almost every day for lunch i'm fucking up so bad i'm coming home then she's making me like fucking tacos and enchiladas and chili and and not throwing any vegetables in the fuck in there. You know, I was having, I was, I went on a run, Jack. I was having broccoli and asparagus almost every night. And I was getting, the pounds were falling off me. It was happening slow, but it was happening. And now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm completely back up to where I was when we got married. Um, you know, I was 246 when we got married. The fattest I've ever been. And now I got to be 240. I got to be getting close to the, you know. But I got down to two, I got down to 219. But it's fucking back, Jack. Fucking up. 
Got to get back on uh, a regiment. Try at least. I just, I don't have no, I got no discipline for it. I don't even know. How did I fucking, how did I learn how to play drums? Like, there's, that's, I, you need discipline to learn an instrument. You need to, you know, I guess it has to do with, like, desire, right? Like, how bad do you want it, you know? How bad do you want to do a thing? And I guess when I was a kid, I really wanted to learn how to play really bad. Uh, and maybe I don't have that really bad, even though I, even though I know it's going to fucking kill me. I know that being a fat tub of shit is terrible for my health. And I made a promise to myself when my father passed away because he let his shit go. I promised myself I wasn't going to do it. And here I am. I'm fucking doing it. I'm letting myself go. I'm not being disciplined and I'm breaking my own promise to myself. It's fucking ridiculous. I need to, I need to stop. I need to get fucking, I need to just get, I don't know. And I don't know what it is, you know. There's two things that people did right during the pandemic. You know, they either got their shit together and started working out like crazy or they just started stuffing their face with fucking mayonnaise and lard or whatever the fuck and just getting gross. And um, I'm definitely I'm definitely in the ladder, definitely in the ladder. Uh, what's some other stuff I watched? Uh, oh, I finally saw uh, The Sound of Metal. Uh, it's a, uh, it's on Amazon Prime, it's a movie, um, and I never, I fucking never know who's in anything, never know an actor's name, don't know what this guy's name, I've seen him in some shit before, but I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what his name is, but he had to learn how to play drums in this fucking thing, and he was really, he was playing, everything they were like, you know, they showed his band playing, and he's playing, and it's fucking, it's pretty metal sounding, kind of, kind of doomy actually, kind of like a stonery doomy kind of band uh, in a two piece. So it's him playing drums, and he's got a a guitar player, singer, chick that's his girlfriend. Never date anybody in a band. Don't do it. Don't date in the band. Anyway, um, did you see the Fleetwood Mac documentary? Don't fucking. <laughs> Don't date anybody. Um, anyway, it's you know they travel around. They got their big Winnebago, and 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 from from the the traveling around in a Winnebago with their own gear and having stuff in the in the Winnebago to record their own music, and be it that they were a two piece, he plays drums, she's playing guitar and singing, and they're sort of a doomy, you know, doomy band you know, low and slow and, and loud, but yet really intense. Um, I gotta say, I couldn't help but think that the, 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 you know, loosely based off of this band called, uh, a Jucifer. Um, I believe they're from Georgia, but they're so nomadic that they don't even, they have a PO box in Georgia to get their mail. Otherwise they are, you know, one of these forever touring bands that have a big giant Winnebago that they pull and then they pull a trailer. And uh, uh, my band Hellbeard got to open up for uh, Jucifer a couple years ago. And um, they, uh, Jucifer has what's called the White Wall of Doom, 
which is this very elaborate, very ridiculously insane wall of speakers for the guitar. And it's they're the loudest band on the planet. I don't give a fuck what Guinness says. Jucifer is the loudest band on the planet. And uh not that the not that the band's in the the band in the movie, which I don't even I don't even know if they I guess they said the name of the band, but I, it didn't really stick in my mind. Anyway, totally off fucking target of what I was trying to get into about the movie, but uh basically the movie deals with a drummer who's losing his hearing. And uh, it gets to the point where he can't hear anything. He has blown his shit out. Uh, He was having some ringing, and then all of a sudden, it's just fucking gone. He can't hear anything. It's silent. He's hearing... like He's not even hearing... He's fucking... It's gone. And, um, And he panics. He sort of freaks out. Um, and then they, then there's this other angle that I guess he's a reco- he's supposed to be an addict. He's a recovering addict and he's so freaking out about the, the hearing loss that his girlfriend automatically is assumes that he needs to go to a meeting or he needs to talk to a sponsor and, or, uh, he needs to uh, check himself into a program because he's going to use again. Like she's really worried about him using again because of the way he's behaving and he's so freaked out about his hearing. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? That's not even in, you know, he even, he writes it down or whatever he is. I'm not even thinking of that. You know what I mean? But, uh, they get a hold of his sponsor and they decide, you know, he finds a program for him. That's, um, recovering addicts that are deaf. And, uh, you know, so they're doing, they're signing and doing all this stuff. Of course, he's, he just went deaf like right now. So there's no way he knows how to sign. And so they're trying to teach him. And, you know, so it goes on this whole thing of him, you know, trying to learn how to communicate again, as well as being in a uh, a rehab program. And, uh, you know, she, you know, leaves him there and she goes off. And, you know, here I'm telling you everything in the movie, you know. But uh, I don't know. I was really looking forward to this movie. And it just missed the mark for me. I didn't really, it didn't. It didn't grab me. It didn't really, I just thought like, I thought that if you're losing your hand, I don't know. I, I guess I put some expectations on what I was hoping they would get into. Um, like he does freak out about his hearing, but it doesn't seem like it, it, it's, I would have thought that him trying to figure out how to get his hearing back so he can play again would be a thing. When it was just, he was trying to get his hearing back so he can get back to the chick. And then they kind of had this weird diversion of the the the, the recovery kind of thing. And I don't know. And it doesn't end well either. I mean, he's kind of, you know, he's so bothered with what's going on. Here, I'm going to fucking ruin. I'm going to just ruin the fucking movie for you. Um, he's so bothered by... Uh, he ends up getting these implants and they sound like dog shit and he's so bothered with it and the things don't go his way when he finally gets back to his chick that he just fucking decides that he's not gonna fucking hear anything and he enjoys the silence they should have played that Depeche Mode song enjoy the silence (laughs) 
and I don't know the words. But um, anyway, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, oh, check this out. This is this is super weird. So uh, I get a call. Uh, somebody looking to have some work done at their house. They explained what they do. They leave. They left me a voicemail. Uh, voicemail. And uh, I see the name. She leaves her name. Uh, Sandra Davini. And uh, blah 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 blah. I need this done. I need you know come you know. Can we set up an appointment? I got your um, got your information off the next door app. You were recommended by one Judy Mendez. Judy Mendez is my well. I just said her name. That's probably not a good idea, huh? Um, it's my mom's, my mom's, um, and, um, I get a lot of work from the, uh, from the next door app and, and partly due to my mom, I have to, uh, I have to give her props for putting me up on there and, and recommending me as a painter, uh, through a sort of neighborhood, you know, neighbors suggesting to their neighbors, uh, about people to do work. It's pretty, it's a good thing. And I get a lot of work from there and, uh, I, but what I do is, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret, uh, be it that she has a different last name than me because she got remarried. Um, I pretend like I don't know or remember who the lady is. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, we got a recommendation from a, a Judy Mendez. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember who that is, but you know, uh, thanks. Okay. You know, I guess I owe her a case of wine or something, you know? So, um, or I or I'll say I don't even know how I ended up on there. I'll tell him, you know. I'll say something like that, you know. Um, again, all shit I probably shouldn't be saying out loud. Uh, oh, that excuse me, that was my glasses hitting the microphone. How about that? Again, no more crackling and no more pops and and, and noises. But yet, my dumb face. And my failing eyes needing glasses so I could see the fucking screens of the phone and the iPad. Anyway, so I get this uh, voicemail uh, uh, referred to by uh, my mom's. And then I pretend like I don't know who that lady is. And um, and so I get the lady on the phone. We set up a, a, a time for me to go uh, look at the place so I can give a guesstimate. And I pull in, I pull down this street. It's a dead end street way up in the Hayward Hills where the houses get very large and very important looking. And I drive down this uh, cul-de-sac of a dead end road and it starts to be, you know, fewer and fewer houses the further you get down this road. And then finally you get to the very end and there's three driveways of large homes. And I pull into the one of the address I'm supposed to be at big circular driveway with some sort of fountain type thing in the middle. I park the van. I start to get out. A man comes out of a garage and he comes up to me. I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he says, well, you look familiar. And when he said it, I realized who he was. This was a Mr. John Davini the principal from the high school I graduated. Mr. Davini, his wife had called me to do some work. And he says, you look familiar. I said, yeah, I uh, graduated from Mount Eden in 1992. He's okay. Yes, I remember. 
I think I remember you. I said, yeah, I played drums and uh, I worked in the office with you for a little while uh, with uh, with uh, Geraldine Cleary. Oh, yeah, uh, she passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, I know. And um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing some work for my old principal. A very nice house in the Hayward Hills, a uh, bunch of little odds and ends type of things, uh, painting stuff. I just thought it was pretty crazy to uh, run into the cat um, after not seeing him for a long time. Uh, pretty cool. Um, you know what else I watched? To get back to shit that I watched. Uh, so I watched the sound. I also watched, I watched it last night. Um, watched the Go-Go's documentary. Have you seen that? The Go-Go's. We got the beat. Everybody get down your feet. We got the beat. Um, pretty cool. I didn't know, um, I didn't know they had, uh, the inner turmoil that they were having with each other and, and how, you know, I'm, you know, and it definitely felt like it was, a like, it was a little bit more than somebody just wanted to do a documentary on the Go-Go's. This seemed like the Go-Go's wanted to do a documentary about the Go-Go's. They were pretty open and pretty candid about, uh, what they were about as a band, but I know there's that, um, isn't there a video floating around of them uh, torturing boys? <laughs> Being uh, they didn't really get into the uh, the sort of known sexual exploits that the Go Go's did, as bands sometimes do when they're out on the road. They get into shenanigans with the ladies, and uh, the Go Go's were a band, and they decided they were going to get into some shenanigans with the boys. Um, so I guess that's what they did and, uh, they didn't really get into it, uh, too much, but, uh, it was a very good documentary. If you're a fan of the band at all, uh, I mean, I, I'll watch almost any documentary on any band. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I haven't watched yet that I have marked on the various, um, there's a few documentaries on Showtime that I got marked. There's a few documentaries on uh, Amazon Prime I got marked. There's a few documentaries on Netflix I got marked. Just haven't uh, haven't watched them yet, but I will. I will. It seems like I'm watching a lot more TV right now. Definitely with the wife um, doing her thing, talking to folks on this clubhouse shit. It's definitely given me time to um, binge watch some shit that I've wanted to watch. Oh, I'm catching up on Shameless too. The last season of Shameless. Holy shit. Oh, that's a good that's a good thing. I'm very interested how they're gonna wind that up. Uh all right, let's uh let's do the thing. Every week your boy here reacts to a top song in the country. I'm not going to say um, the top song anymore. I'm going to say a top song because for, I think, five weeks in a row now, uh, your girl, um, I already forgot her name, um, that driver's license song has been number one for like five weeks now, so we can't do number one. And so I keep going down to other things, and I had to go down to, like, fucking 
I don't know, 13 or 14 for this song. And I just picked it because I didn't recognize anybody's name and I sure I don't I don't know nothing about it. The name of the song was like, oh shit, I know what that is. The name of the song is called Beatbox. But I don't know if they're saying, you know, beatbox like it as in, you know, or if they're saying uh, a, a, a beatbox as in a boom box, you know, a box that makes beat sounds or uh, or a cojon. Maybe they're talking about a cojon, which is a percussion instrument. I believe it's from Colombia or Peru or some shit like that. But it's a uh, it's a wooden box and you sit on it and you smack the box and it's the way it's laminated and the way the the the, the plies and the and the way it's constructed it makes a cool little sound and you can hit the you can kind of put your foot on there to get some different sounds and and, and cut the anyway a cajon check out a cajon k it's like cajon i think it's spelled almost spelled like cajun i think i don't know or with a o K-A-J-O-N, cojon, I think. Anyway, it's a box. Uh, so yeah, this week, um, the name of this artist, Spot em, Got Em. <laughs> Spot em, Got Em. What a dumb fucking name, Spot em, Got Em. What are you doing, dude? Anyway, this song, uh, and it's a... Uh, it's a short song. There's only it's only at a, a a minute and fifty. One minute fifty seconds. Beat beatbox by Spot'em Got 'em. Uh, let's see what this is all about. Make a beat box. 
<laughs> That's it, man. All right. Um, spot him. Got him. <sighs> At least there was no 808 hi-hats and uh, 808 hand claps or snare. Um, it was a different sort of hi-hat sound. 808 bass, though, for sure. That booming. The boom is back. Uh, it's definitely... Um, uh, booming bass in in the hip hippity hop is back. It definitely wasn't a thing for a long time, and uh, it's definitely back. Uh, and I'm noticing on the road, I'm noticing more cars with booming stereos. That trend seems to be coming back too. Um, so uh, I okay. I'll, what I'll say about Spot, I'm got him. He's doing a little bit of the mumble thing, right? He's a little bit of mumble, but he didn't put that shit on his voice. There's no vocoder on the voice. And he is doing some variations on his voice. And he's doing that. He did some squeakies and, you know, he's doing something a little different. The cadence is that same sort of cadence, you know, um, kind of like what fucking little Wayne does or whatever. But, uh, lackluster in the uh, really good hook sort of department. But maybe that's why it's the number 13 or whatever song, whatever the fuck it is. It's down there. It's down there in the list. It's not up on the top. It's a little bit more on the bottom. Um, But, you know, the other thing is that shit was released a year ago. I did notice that when I was looking for the song. It said released April of 2020, and it's taken a year for it to get on the pop charts, you know, to get up near. And it's only been on the charts for, you know, let's say 13 weeks, I think is what it said. And this I'm doing that off of memory. I don't remember what it said. But, um, yeah, man. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to set it up for next week. I'm going to do, I'm going to write a fucking... I'm going to write my own song. I'm going to write a little hippity hop. I got a couple little things and we're going to do it. Do it here live. I'm going to do it live on the podcast. So that's what you're going to look forward to next week. A live hip hop tune. So that means I got to work on a little thing. I got to put a beat together. I think I could do it. My little, I can pull out my fucking, pull out my drum machine, whatever the fuck that is. I think I could do it, son. I think I could. Yeah, I think we're going to do a little fucking thing. I'm going to have to practice. But that shit was a minute and 50 seconds. I could do a minute 50 seconds of the hippity hopping and come up with a good hook. We'll see what happens. We'll see how fucking (laughs) how much I really want to get it together to fucking put together a thing. But uh, I think I could. I think I could. We will see. We will see. Also, um, uh, I haven't done. I haven't pulled the trigger on it. But uh, I definitely have some people on deck. I've been threatening it. Uh, I threatened it a fucking while ago. I think at the beginning of the year, and here we are, already in the fucking middle of March. Um, shit, my birthday's next week. God damn. Anyway, um, um. I got um 
But yeah, I think I could. Uh... Yeah, and oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, I have some people on deck to do some more interviews. Uh, that come in in uh, in chat. I'm sort of waiting for things to open back up so I can actually do it in person with somebody. But uh, I still just might just do the phone thing like I did with the uh, Eugene Robinson uh, interview or chat. Um, I don't I don't like calling them interviews. I want them to be chats. So uh, I got some people that are that said that they're willing to do it. Just let them know. And I haven't pulled the trigger, but I think I'm going to pull the trigger. So maybe um, this is what's going to happen for next week. This is what I'll do for next week. I'm either going to have an interview or a original hippity hoppity modern style maybe not even modern style maybe i'll just fucking flow like a g do some fucking golden era style flowing i don't know what the fuck am i biting off more than i can shoot can i get it together in a week maybe i try to do it and i can't quite get it together and so i gotta fucking you know put it off but maybe because i want to do i i got it i'm not i'm not gonna be well could i record it Maybe I could even maybe I could record it and put it in the garage bands. So maybe I'll need a little bit more time because I haven't I got this fucking again, 35 thoughts happening all at the same time. So this wire that I have that I plug into the phone to even do the podcast, it makes it so it accepts audio. I wonder if I can use that same thing to plug into the iPad so it can accept audio. And could it could the garage band accept the audio? Hmm. Now we're talking fucking shit. Cause then I could actually put together a thing. All right. Experimenting is gonna happen. I got time. Um I can come out here and fuck with this shit while the wife is inside the house uh doing her clubhousing. So uh anyway. Uh fuck, we're we went long tonight. We went long. Let's do the thing. Earworm of the week. That's right, motherfuckers. The earworm of the week is that song that gets stuck in your head. And this week, a song is stuck in my head. It's a pretty cool little song. Anyway, um. Oh shit! I forgot to fucking say I got a, I got a gig coming up, son. I'm doing the stand-up comedies. Um, fuck. Let me find the flyer. Uh, I forgot all about it. Do I got it here? Do I have it in the thing? I sure do. All right, let me try to look, read this fucking thing. So we're going to be... Um, we're going to be at a place called Ludwig's. Um, it's in San Jose. Is there a fucking address? Uh, go to live stand-up at, Ludwig, at Ludwig's SJ. All one word. Lugwids. Lugwids. L-U-D-W-I-G-S-S-J. Live stand-up at Lugwigs. And uh, reserve yourself a table for March 17th. Uh, that's next week, son. That's fucking Wednesday coming up. Uh, you reserve a table. Got food and drink specials. Limit uh, six people per table. I don't know how many tables they got, but they got the outdoor joint happening. My man, Tuddy, uh, Teddy, Teddy, Titty, Titty, Teddy, Theodore. We're calling him Theodore. My man, Teddy, uh, Teddy Hole, um, has put this show together. 
I am providing the PA. That's the only reason why I'm even on the fucking show is because I'm bringing the, <laughs> I'm bringing a sound system. But uh, we got me, we got uh, Shannon Murphy, we got Ivy Cardova, and um, my online nemesis. Online nemesis. Um. Uh, the one and only mean Dave, my buddy, my man. Uh, he's headlining. So, uh, yeah, Ludwig's San Jose, March 17th, 7 o'clock. Start. We're going to rock the house. And I'm very thankful for my man, Teddy. Um, we already did the fucking Earworm of the Week thing, right? We did the thing. Uh, Earworm of the Week this week. Uh, oh, rate, review, subscribe. Fucking thank you for listening. Go, 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 go. Um, yeah, either we're going to have an interview next week or I'm going to have a fucking hip hop song or, or I fucking screw the pooch and I don't know neither one. So, um, place your bets on which way it goes. All right. Uh, all right. I'm out of here. Uh, again, thank you for checking me out. Um, I don't know if you caught that I did a little, uh, re upload of episode 52, which was the, uh, the episode that got taken down by Anchor due to the complaint uh, sent to Spotify or however that shit worked. Spotify complained because anyway, fucking complain. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, so I put it back up. I just fucking, that's the cool thing about the Anchor app. It actually archives all your shit. And you have your little segments that you've put together to make your podcast and it keeps it all in a library. And um, I just grabbed those fucking little bits and pieces and I put it back together as if it was like the way I originally did it. But I did a different intro um, saying what the fuck this was all about. So the uh, so if you if you were looking at the output of the podcast and you saw that there was a new episode that got put up on Saturday, it was just a rebroad rebroadcast I guess you could say uh, I just re-uploaded um, what was episode 52 anyway we're at episode 80 holy shit folks episode 80 we're getting there a few weeks we'll have fucking uh, if I do one a week <laughs> we're at 80 so that means 20 weeks it'll be 100 So anyway, however that shit goes. Uh, all right, earworm of the week this week. Um, I don't know why I thought this band was from England. I I thought that these guys were British for a long, long time, and I always thought it was odd that they did this song because they're talking about going back to Ohio, and I'm like, well, why is he talking about Ohio? I thought they I thought they were from England, but they're not. Chrissy Hine was fucking Chrissy Hines from Ohio. Uh, the Pretenders, yo. The Pretenders. My City Was Gone. Very, very cool song. Your room of the week this week. Be good. Keep it dirty. I'll check you guys out later.
Fuck Staten Avenue. Fuck him. Fuck him in the ass with no gun oil. <laughs> 